Pune is an incredible city. I asked Aditya Bosle Walun, she's a Pune based entrepreneur and the co founder of Repos Energy, why she thinks Pune is such a great city to start up in. And she replied, unlike other metropolitan cities in India, Pune is a kind of city that gives you space to make your own story. It doesn't make you part of a race, it allows you to run your own. And hearing this gave me goosebumps because I think she might be right. See, Pune has an impressive track record of incubating fledgling companies, allowing them to evolve out of the startup category and become giants. A great example of this is OneCard, which became a unicorn in 2022. You've also got First Cry and their spin-off logistics provider, ExpressBees. There's Elastic Run, Druva, Insertis, MindTickle. Today, each and every one of these companies are successful unicorns. But this is just the beginning. The next couple of years for Pune are gonna be huge. And so in this video, I'm gonna share with you guys the top 10 Pune-based startups that might just make it big, coming up right after this. All right, so two things to note here before we jump in. One, these are all startups. So if you want our definition of what a startup is, you can pause the video right now. And two, this list is organized a bit randomly. So number one doesn't mean the best startup. Number 10 doesn't mean the worst startup. We just organize things in a way that we thought would be informative and interesting. All right, so with that out of the way, let's start things off at number 10 with health tech startup, Nokark Robotics. Started in 2017 as Noka Robotics, this startup initially wanted to build robots for India's defense industry, but later pivoted to cleantech instead by building a robot that could clean solar panels. They raised a $1.6 million seed round from the Indian Angel Network and were gearing up to launch a second product when the COVID-19 pandemic hit. And so, once again, they pivoted, this time into the health tech space with the Nokark V310, which was the first Indian ventilator to be certified by the Directorate General of Health Services following the onset of the pandemic. Now, in 2020, business was slow, as a lot of hospitals had already ordered ventilators from outside of India, so Nokark only brought in 15 crore rupees in revenue that year. But after the second wave hit in 2021, the startup began to see a huge uptick in orders. In the first three months of the second wave, their total sales jumped from 750 to 3,250 units. They would end up selling an estimated 20% of the total made in India ICU ventilators in 2021. And as of August of 2022, they've sold upwards of 3,500 ventilators total. Next up at number nine, we have social network startup for students, EventBeep. So what these guys are building is a community called Beep, which basically takes the college campus experience and brings it online. Students can interact with each other and find nearby events, participate in live quizzes, receive gifts, exclusive cashbacks and a student credit card, and they can also get notifications from their college itself. The social aspect of this app is also really important. It's kind of like a combination of WhatsApp, Twitter spaces, and Meetup, but exclusively for students. And through all of these offerings, EventBeep has established a number of different revenue streams. They can bring in money from digitizing campuses, running ads on their app via brand campaigns, offering paid edtech courses, and taking a commission on event tickets that are sold via Beep. Now, in order for all of this to work, Beep does need to build a loyal active user base, and that too in a fairly competitive market. But with the publicity and investment of 30 lakh rupees that they received from Shark Tank India at a 15 crore rupee valuation, they might just be able to crack the code here. Coming to number eight now, we have EdTech startup Pariksha. So Pariksha is India's largest vernacular edtech platform, and the name of the company is actually the Hindi word for exam. And what sets Pariksha apart from other edtech startups is their focus on vernacular exams. Let me explain. See, kids whose parents are well off have an advantage in the world of exams, not just in India, but around the world. 
because they can afford expensive prep material and mentorship. And most of India's edtech is built around these wealthy customers because they're the lowest hanging fruit. But Pariksha actually focuses on another customer segment, the kids who don't have a lot of money, who come from smaller towns, have a harder time sourcing prep materials, and aren't fluent in languages like English or Hindi. This powerful mission has enabled Pariksha to raise a total of $3 million in external capital, and they now have more than 100,000 paid subscribers on their platform. Oh, and also in the near future, they're planning to raise $10 million in Series A funding too. Moving into number seven now, we have D2C toothbrush startup Bamboo India. Here's a disturbing fact. Every single toothbrush that you've ever used in your entire life is somewhere. Maybe it's in a landfill, maybe it's floating in the ocean, maybe it's this one that I found while I was out for a walk the other day, and this is a big problem that Bamboo India is solving and monetizing by harvesting bamboo. By turning bamboo into an eco-friendly product that won't take 500 plus years to decompose, Bamboo India is disrupting India's 500 crore rupee toothbrush market in a big way. They're currently producing upwards of 50,000 new bamboo toothbrushes every single day in their Pune manufacturing plant, and these toothbrushes start at just 45 rupees per unit. In the financial year of 2021, they sold toothbrushes worth 2.8 crore rupees, which was impressive enough for Shark Tank India's investors to put 80 lakh rupees into the startup, that's a mix of equity and debt funding, at a 14.28 crore rupee valuation. Next up at number six, we have fuel tech startup Repos Energy. So like I mentioned at the beginning of this video, the startup was founded by Aditi Bosle Walunj and Chetan Walunj. And the best way that I can describe their startup is that just like Zomato and Swiggy deliver food and Zepto and Blinkit deliver groceries, Repos Energy delivers fuel. And they got off to a pretty great start. In 2019, Ratan Tata agreed to invest an undisclosed amount into the startup as an angel investor and also became a strategic partner. Repos Energy is now tied up with Tata Motors to make and market fuel trucks with built-in pumps. And this is actually where we get into the startup's business model too, because Repos Energy is a B2B2B play. They sell these IoT-enabled Tata fuel trucks with built-in pumps to partners, and those partners through the Repos Energy network are able to sell fuel to end customers via the Repos app. These customers can be hotels, hospitals, residential complexes, basically anybody who needs to fill up a generator in the event of a power outage, and they also sell electricity for EV fleets too. You've also got CNG trucks and also LNG trucks. So their goal is to cover the entire gamut of mobile fuel in India. In the financial year of 2021, they brought in revenue worth 75 crore rupees. And in that same year, Ratan Tata, along with a couple of other investors, participated in a $7.2 million pre-series A round. And they're also planning on following this up with a $38 million series A round very soon. Coming in at number five now, we have RAS startup Haber. Yes, RAS, not SAS. That's robotics as a service. So Haber makes robots that make running a factory easier and more affordable. See, even though we're living in 2022 and you think that most factories are pretty much run by robots these days, the reality is that a lot of the quality control that happens in factories is done manually by humans. And that's where Haber comes in. Their flagship robot Elixa is to factory owners what Tesla's autopilot is to drivers. And the way that this robot generates revenue for them is really interesting. Like I said earlier, this is RAS, Robotics as a Service. But unlike SaaS, customers here don't actually pay a subscription fee. Instead, Haber's revenues are built on outcome-based pricing. So as an example, let's say a dairy processing factory is seeing a 20% loss and Elixir reduces that number to a 10% loss. So Haber takes a cut of the increased revenue that they've directly helped the factory to bring in. 
In other words, Haper is a business built on trust. Trust from their customers and also trust from their investors. Haber has raised a total of $25 million across three funding rounds, and they're also aiming to have 10,000 Elixir robots deployed by 2026. Moving into number four now, we have B2G surveying startup Roadbounce. The city that I've lived in for more than four years now, Bengaluru, is known for its sharp speed breakers and deep potholes, which make driving pretty dangerous. And this is a problem that Roadbounce is trying to solve across the country. And here's how they do it. This video shows how, as a car drives over different stretches of road, the Roadbounce app records the quality of the road in real time. Now, this is nice and all, but how does Roadbounce actually generate revenue? Well, like I mentioned earlier, it's primarily a B to G company, business to government. So by purchasing the data that Roadbounce collects, contractors and government agencies can make data-driven decisions as they build or repair roads in India. And India does have a lot of roads. In the financial year of 2020, before the pandemic, Roadbounce brought in 1.5 crore rupees in revenue from their services. And we're projecting 2.5 crore rupees by the end of the financial year of 2022. Also on Shark Tank India, Roadbounce raised 80 lakh rupees at a four crore rupee valuation. Next up at number three, we have fitness startup Fitter. And as the name suggests, their app is intended to make you fitter. They do this with their app's free diet and training tips and some premium paid features too, like personalized guidance, customized fitness and nutrition plans, and weekly checkups from the company's in-house coaches. Which brings me to Fitter's unique business model. Rather than paying their coaches a salary, Fitter's revenue is commission-based. So as long as Fitter's coaches are popular and making money for themselves, Fitter makes money too. Their customer churn and retention is directly tied to the success of these coaches, 30% of whom are actually former Fitter customers who fell in love with fitness through the Fitter app. Thanks to this innovative approach, Fitter was selected for the third cohort of Sequoia's accelerator program, Search, and ended up raising $2 million in seed funding from the program in April of 2020, followed by an $11.5 million Series A round. And the growth that Fitter has been able to achieve using these funds enabled them to bring in more than 100 crore rupees in revenue in the financial year of 2022. Coming to number two now, we have alcohol startup Moonshine Meadery. Now, two disclaimers here before we jump in. One, alcohol consumption is injurious to your health, so keep that in mind. And two, Moonshine Meadery doesn't actually produce moonshine. They produce mead, which is an alcoholic drink that falls somewhere between a beer and a cider. It's also one of the world's oldest alcoholic beverages. It's gluten-free, and it's created by fermenting honey with various fruits and spices. Now, besides Moonshine Meadery, there aren't really a lot of mead brands in Asia, let alone India. So it is a very new type of drink for this market, but in spite of that, they were able to raise a seed round in September of 2018. They tried to raise more capital on Shark Tank India, and while they did get offers from the investors on that show, nobody could agree on a valuation for the company, and so these deals all fell through. In spite of this though, Moonshine Meadery is officially available in seven cities across India, and they plan to go pan-India in the near future. And finally, coming in at number one, we have B2B healthcare startup Vidano. So basically, Bidano acts as a middleman between medical supply distributors and the pharmacies and hospitals that want to buy these medical supplies from these distributors. Before Bidano, getting these supplies was time-consuming. Orders and invoicing were all done on paper. Logistics was unreliable, especially for small orders. And so Bidano solves all of these pain points with their three-hour delivery, the digitization of the entire order and invoicing process, their organized and reliable logistics, and they even do reverse logistics on expired medicine. In 2021, they doubled their GMV from $28 million to $55 million. And they also raised $3 million in external capital from a number of different investors. 
So it's pretty clear that Pune as a startup city is on the rise, but they're not the only Indian city that's having a massive impact on India's startup ecosystem. So be sure to check out this video on the top 10 Hyderabad startups next.